Welcome back to Spoonful of Sugar. Today's episode on sleep disorders will be hosted by Darby Billing and Michelle Trapp, two third-year medical students at the University of South Carolina School of Medicine, Greenville. This episode marks the first episode of Spoonful of Sugar Season 4. We hope you enjoy. doctors, thanks for tuning in to Spoonful of Sugar, a podcast made for medical students by medical students to help the medicine go down. My name is Darby Billing and I'm Michelle Troop and we're third year medical students at the University of South Carolina School of Medicine Greenville and we'll be your hosts today. Today is all about something every medical student could use a little bit more of, sleep. But don't doze off just yet. We're going to be asking lots of questions, so take another sip of that coffee, feel free to pause, and think about the answers. Don't get disheartened if you don't know an answer or can't remember something. This is a learning opportunity that hopefully won't be a snoozer. Like Michelle said, today we're going to talk all about sleep. The stages, the waves emitted during each stage of sleep as seen on an EEG, and where certain sleep disorders occur in the sleep cycle. Sleep is divided into four stages. Do you know what the four stages of sleep are? Great, there's stage one, stage two, stage three, and REM sleep. Stages one, two, and three are also referred to as non-REM sleep. Before we get into sleep, let's discuss the awake phase. The awake phase is what we spend the majority of our day in. We're alert, active, and have good concentration in this phase. Hopefully, this is the phase you're in right now, listening to this podcast, or when you sit down to take your exam. Do you know what waves are emitted during this phase? Beta waves. Great job! Sometimes exams, like step one, want you to know the characteristic features of each stage's waves. Do you know how to identify beta waves by their frequency and amplitude? These are our waves with the highest frequency and lowest amplitude. Good. How about those times when you're awake but feeling sleepy and quiet? Hopefully not how you're feeling right now. This is considered the quiet wake phase, which makes sense, right? You're awake but a little bit muted. Do you know what waves characterize this phase? That's right, alpha waves. While the beta waves of active phase have high frequency and low amplitude, alpha waves have a lower frequency and higher amplitude. Now we can go to sleep, or at least talk about the sleep stages, that is. We're going to divide sleep into the three stages of non-REM sleep, followed by REM sleep. One thing that can be a little tricky about remembering the stages is that while they're numbered one through three, they don't necessarily occur in sequential order. What we mean by this is that you don't go from stage one, stage two, stage three, REM, and then wake up. You go in between all of the stages multiple times throughout the night, with varying varying patterns. The key to identifying sleep stages isn't knowing how long someone has been asleep, but rather identifying the appropriate EEG wave patterns. So let's jump in. Finally, moving on to the first stage of in-REM sleep, which is also called light sleep. When would you expect this stage one or light sleep to occur in the overall sleep cycle? 
Exactly. This is the phase of sleep when you are transitioning from wakefulness to sleep. What EEG wave patterns are emitted during this phase? You guessed it, theta waves. And what type of sleep behaviors might you see occurring during stage one of sleep? Those are the hypnagogic jerks and hallucinations. Now moving on to the second stage of NREM sleep, which is a deeper sleep. Do you know what type of sleep waves are emitted during this stage? Theta waves, great. There are two additional EEE findings that you'll see in addition to the theta waves that help you differentiate it from stage one. Do you know what they are? Good job, it's the K-complexes and sleep spindles. I encourage you to look up a picture of the sleep stage waves and familiarize yourself with these photos. What type of sleep behavior occurs during stage two of sleep? Perfect, that's right. Bruxism or teeth grinding. Remember, tooth grinding occurs during stage two. Now let's talk about stage three of in-rim sleep or slow wave sleep. What type of waves occur here? Great, delta waves. What is the frequency and amplitude of delta waves? Delta waves have the lowest frequency and the highest amplitude. Do you know what sleep behaviors occur during stage three of in-rim sleep? You got it, sleepwalking and bedwetting. And what hormone is secreted during stage three? Exactly, growth hormone. We have discussed the first three stages of in-REM sleep. So let's move on to REM sleep. REM sleep is also called paradoxical sleep. Do you know what waves are seen in REM sleep? Great job, it's beta waves. Remember, beta waves are also seen in awake sleep and are the highest frequency and lowest amplitude waves. What sleep behaviors occur during REM sleep? You got it, dreaming, rapid eye movements, and muscle atonia. During this phase, irregular heart rate, blood pressure, and breathing rates can be seen. This phase is very important for memory processing. If you've dozed off, wake back up because we wanna highlight something that test writers love, night terrors versus nightmares. They sound similar and can seem easy to remember, but if you think through the sleep physiology we just talked about, you'll never miss one of these questions again. Let's start with night terrors. Do you know when these occur? During non-REM stage three. Usually, it's in, in the test question, it's a young child who's inconsolable and has no memory of the event in the morning. I remember this by thinking delta wave sleep doesn't feel better when consoled. Now, when do nightmares occur? That's in REM sleep. And this makes sense, right? Because during REM is when we have all of our dreams. This child will be consolable and will remember the event in the morning. REM is important for memory processing. So 
Nightmares occur during REM sleep and are REM embered. Now, remember how back at the start of the episode, we said that the sleep stages cycle are not necessarily sequential? Do you know the pattern that the sleep stages usually follow? Great, it's stages one, two, three, two, one, REM. This complete progression is known as a sleep cycle. On average, each sleep cycle is about 90 minutes and eight hours of sleep is about 5.3 sleep cycles. REM periods increase in length and frequency towards the morning. We call the charts that diagram how each person progresses through the stages known as a hypnogram. Sometimes these can show up as figures on exams, so I encourage you to look one up. While we talked about moving through the stages in each sleep cycle, let's discuss how long we spend in each stage. What stage do you think we spend the least amount of time in? Stage one, correct. And how about the most time? That would be stage two. From the least to the most amount of time spent, it's stage one, stage three, REM, and stage two. So why do we care about how much time we spend in each of the stages? That's because we can see the amount of time spent in each stage shift in response to pathology, age, or ingestion of certain substances. Do you know how the amount of time in each stage shifts as you age? That's right. You have decreased overall sleep time, N3 sleep, and REM sleep. In what phase of sleep would you expect to see patients with obstructive sleep apnea spend more time in? You got it. N1 or light sleep. What type of changes would you expect to see in someone with major depressive disorder? Exactly right. You're going to see increased REM sleep and decreased in three sleep. Now, what about substances such as alcohol, barbiturates, or benzodiazepines? That's right, you're gonna have decreased REM sleep and decreased N3 sleep as well. So throughout this episode, we've mentioned problems you can have with sleep, such as night terrors, which occur during N3, nightmares, which occur during REM sleep, bruxism or tooth grinding, which occurs during N2 sleep, and sleepwalking, which you can also see during N3 sleep. These are all classified as parasomnias, or abnormal movements during sleep. We're gonna wrap up this episode by talking about the other category of sleep disorders called dysomnias. These are disorders grouped together because they all involve difficulty falling or staying asleep and include circadian rhythm disorders, insomnia, and narcolepsy. While obstructive sleep apnea can also be categorized as a parasomnia, we'll let that be covered in a different episode. Do you know what the number one sleep disorder is? Yes, it's insomnia, although the etiology is not well understood. Let's talk about narcolepsy next. While the exact etiology is not known, it is marked by a severe deficiency of what? Exactly, hypocretin or orexin. 
I would know both names because you can see them labeled both ways. Do you know what the three clinical hallmarks are of narcolepsy that you should look for in question stems? Yes, cataplexy, excessive daytime sleepiness, and sleep hallucinations. These hallucinations can be hypnagogic, which means it occurs while going to sleep, or hypnopompic, which occurs when waking up. Do you know what cataplexy is? That's right, it's a sudden loss of muscle tone, similar to that seen during REM sleep, that is often triggered by strong emotions. In the question, you may have a patient who appears to pass out after being given really good or really bad news. We've covered a lot today, so let's recap what we've learned. Sleep stages can be overwhelming, but you've got it. To recap, the stages in their waves, we're going to use the bats drink blood mnemonic. First, we have the active phase with beta waves. That's the B in bats. And then we have the quiet awake phase with alpha waves, the A in bats. Non-REM stage one with theta waves, the T in bats, and stage two with sleep spindles and cape complexes, the S in bats. Stage three has delta waves, the D of drink. And finally, REM sleep has beta waves, the B in blood. Remember, these don't occur in sequential order, but rather occur in sleep cycles several times throughout the night. Patients can have parasomnias or dysomnias. What are the parasomnias? Are those the disorders categorized by abnormal movements during sleep? You got it. This can include bruxism, which occurs during what stage of sleep? I think that's N2 for tooth grinding. You got it, Michelle. And what about nightmares? Oh, I know those. Those are during REM sleep. Yep. And remember, you REM-ember your nightmares. And how about night terrors? Those are in three. You got it. In what type of patient might you see a decreased N3 and a decreased REM sleep? That could be seen in either an elderly patient or a patient who is using substances such as alcohol, benzodiazepines, or barbiturates. In what type of patient might you expect to see a decreased N3 and an increased REM sleep? Now that would be a patient with major depressive disorder. Great job. Thank you for listening. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe to our podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, visit our website at spoonfulofsugar.org and post them under the link for this episode. Good luck with studying, and remember that if you ever have an SOS moment while studying, Spoonful of Sugar is always here to help the medicine go down.